Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real, and that's when we say, hats off. What's poppin'? Hey guys, we're back uh, for episode two of season two. Um, we have a special guest. We're going to introduce her in just a moment. Um, but this is Courtney and Earl, and we are Hats Off Podcast. Coming at you. Yeah, we need like a little tagline. Hmm. Hmm. We'll work on that. Maybe y'all might get it. We don't know. One of these days. We'll see what happens. But yeah. <laughs> um, checking in. How are you? I'm Mr. good. Martin. It's February. Praise the Lord. January was a long month. Now that I actually sat down and thought about it, it was the longest about month you, in the world. I've ever it was the longest. I saw a meme and it was like, now that we're halfway through um, 2018, but it's still <laughs> January. Seriously. Um. <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah, I'm, I'm real excited. But Black yeah. Panther comes out this oh month. Gosh. We already yeah. got those tickets. And I got my outfits. I have two outfits because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going twice. The most. But <laughs> as you should be. You love me. So, I'm with you. I'm excited. Yes. yes. How um, are you? I'm good. I'm good. Of course, January was an incredibly long month. So, um, Tuesday was my grandfather's funeral. So, um, you know, funerals are always interesting because you get to, like, see your people mm-hmm. and connect. And um, we didn't have a whole slew of drama. Um, had a wee bit of drama, as expected, it's in like, the African-American know, funeral. We have a little bit. But we didn't have any, like, at the funeral, there was no drama. Okay. There were some, you know, issues because of other things, but not at the funeral. So that was good. And it was just a good healing experience. Mm-hmm. So, But, you know, when you take time off of work for anything, it's always stressful getting back to work, you know what I mean, and rescheduling and doing all of those things. So um, that part made it, you know, a lot. But um, other than that, you know, it's been good. It's been a week. I'm ready for February. A lot of fun things. Happy Black History Month, um, all things black, and yay Black Panther. We had a bomb event on Friday. We did. That was good. had my first speaking event of 2018, you guys. and he did amazing. bomb.com. Yes, he did amazing. Um, And we got to watch Moonlight, which Which I forget how much I love that movie. movie. I had so many moments in that. (laughs) I feel like, first off, y'all. So me and Courtney are just not allowed to go places together. No. We're going to be at all the places together. Oh, my gosh. And we were at this event on the front row. And, I mean, Courtney's rapping the songs and the thing, <laughs> dancing. I'm have, laughing. You know, who's that peeping in my window? window pow. Like, I mean, y'all, that is my childhood. It shouldn't be because that's a super inappropriate song for a child. But I love that song. I mean, song. Peaches and Cream was played all throughout oh when we was in elementary. So. Love it. Yes. But, I mean, so we just were really cutting Mm-hmm. But it was good. It, it was, was good. good. And the guy who plays um, Black is just so sexy. You just have to like, 
Ooh, Why is my like, heart like racing? It takes your breath away. You forget. <laughs> and then you see the movie again. You be like, oh, Lord, I forgot. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay, I'm back. So, yeah, that's always a treat. So, yeah. If anybody, oh, someone should buy that movie for me for Valentine's Day. They should. Somebody should buy that for him. So. And honestly, you don't even have to, like, deliver it. You could literally, like, buy it and, like, email him the thing through Amazon. Like, you know what yes. I mean? So any of y'all could buy it if y'all want. Yes. Just shoot it to hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we are going to um, introduce you to our wonderful guest. Yes. Um, she is Earl's tip of the hat today. That means it's my turn to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So I'm going to be introducing you all to the gorgeous Kaylee. What's Hello. happening? Nothing much. I'm excited to be here. I really am. I've been thinking about this all week. Yay. So excited, nervous, anxious, but really excited. So funny story as my mic swings. Yeah. Um, that was random. So I, I, I believe in... I'm a believer in fate and things and just yes. happening and things by chance. I actually met Kaylee only maybe, what, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. At our good friend Chartasia's game night. And it was just so weird. We just had a little moment where we were just sitting down and talking. And we'll get more into that when she starts telling her story. But, y'all, we just connected. And I was just like, let me tell you something. You're going to be on my podcast. And I'm laughing because Chartasia <laughs> like, and it was just like, she's going to be on your podcast. And I've never been on there yet. And I'm just like, I'm sorry. <laughs> But Kaylee's gonna be on this podcast. Like, <laughs> let us take a moment to shout out Tasia. Yes. Tasia, we love you. Yes, we really absolutely. do. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yes. And come on by. You can be on the podcast okay. wherever you want. All yes. the time. All the time. So, so, just tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, where you're from, what you do. Okay. Well, I'm from Danville, Virginia. It's small. So, if you Google it, you, I don't know what you're going to find, <laughs> but it probably won't be that much. Um, I moved to Charlotte in 2011. I attended Johnson C. Smith University. I went there for a while, studied biology, and just this year I decided that interior design was my passion. All right. So I completely left the dental field to switch over to that, which has been weird. Mm -hmm. mm, I bet, yeah. <laughs> Very weird. Um, it's definitely different. But I see that like the detail orientedness of me still mm -hmm. works in mm -hmm. that area, mm -hmm. so it oh, yeah. it's beneficial mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, I actually work right now at a corporate office for a company called EnviroMaster Services, mm -hmm. so that's pretty neat. I've never been in corporate America either, so mm. that's different. Yeah, really different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not like a super huge fan of corporate America, but yeah. yeah. I work there. I have to say all great things. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful experience. Yeah, it's so great. Yes. It's wonderful. So, yeah, so we're going to get to talk to Kaylee a little bit more in a moment. Um, but we also want to tip our hat to Tady and Paige. Um, you guys have met Tady, and he was on the show last season. Yes, uh, black, Managing Black Boy Joy and Black Girl Magic. Absolutely. Um, and so Tady just released his website. It is tadyandpage.com. It is T A. D-E-A-N-P-A-G-E dot -E com. And you can also find him on Instagram at Tadian P underscore. Um, so we just love Tadian. And he did our media kit. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking, you know, he's a great brand manager. Um, so Speaker. hit him up. Um, yeah, Tadian is on all the things. Um, and we love him. So wanted to shout him out today. Um, so today we have Kaylee here because um, we are talking about relationships and um, unhealthy relationships at times and um, when your relationship can turn and um, what to do 
in those spaces, how to learn from those experiences, how to break free from those experiences, and then what you need in the aftermath in order to move forward in a healthier way with your life. Um, and so Kaylee has so graciously um, agreed to share that journey with us. And so I'm just going to kind of let you start. Maybe tell us a little bit about who you were before this relationship. I would say I was very independent, mm. very strong. I was a hustler. Mm -hmm. I will say that. I was I was very focused on my money. I was any any way I could make extra money, I would. Mm -hmm. Um I was always ambitious and still am. Mm -hmm. But before I think that I was just a little bit smarter. Mm -hmm. Um I think that because I hadn't been in a relationship in almost 3 years in the last relationship I got out of was due to infidelity that when this relationship came along, I don't want to say it blinded me, but it just took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. It was an overwhelming feeling of, you know, for the first time I like you. You know when you first start liking someone, mm -hmm. how good that feels? Mm -hmm. It feels like heaven. Mm -hmm. It really does. It's just like, <sighs> mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. I have this person. It's great. It's such good chemistry. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's kind of what it felt like. And at that time, all I wanted to do was be around that person. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I lost a lot of my my independent self. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it's important to talk about who you are before because mm -hmm. I do think we stereotype women who um, are in abusive relationships and mm -hmm. they are like desperate and lonely and maybe not even very educated or very accomplished. Um, and it's important for people to realize this happens to everybody. This happens to people in, um, first off, it happens to women and men. Mm -hmm. And secondly, mm -hmm. it happens to people in same-sex relationships, heterosexual relationships of all socioeconomic levels, of all races. It really is um, something that transcends all demographics and so I think it's important to know that it could happen to you too and that's not like a, a scare tactic that's just a you know like this like you're not exempt from it mm. you know we have to right. be aware and um, it happens more often than we are so aware of. much more often and I would say and maybe we'll kind of dig into this a little bit deeper um, <clears throat> that maybe the more you have the more shame it is attached to it if it starts to happen. You know what I mean? Because um, then you start to feel like, I mean, not me. Like, you know, how can I tell people that I'm someone who's been hurt? Which yeah. then often causes you to stay longer mm -hmm. because there's shame attached to it. Yeah. Aren't you? So tell us about the beginning, you know. How, how did the relationship start and all the good <sighs> stuff? Well, you know, me being a bottle girl, there's mm -hmm. a certain type of man you're gonna meet mm. in clubs. And mm -hmm. I think that's very important for women to know. Mm. Um, I used to say, well, I mean, there's good guys that go to the club, and, they, and there may be, mm -hmm. that may be true. But do expect that these people that are out in clubs are looking for something. Mm. Mm -hmm. Whether it's something personal, mm -hmm. they're looking for someone. It, a lot of times they're looking for happiness. And the reason mm -hmm. why I realized that was because two years ago, you know, I had my storm in my life, my mm -hmm. breakdown, and I caught myself partying a lot. Mm -hmm. So looking back on it, it's like, hmm, it might not be the best decision to date someone that you see in the club that you work at all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was thing number one. But anyway, um, I saw this man when I was actually 17 years old. Mm -hmm. He's older than me. Um, and I was fascinated by him then. Mm -hmm. He was handsome. I mean, he's a gorgeous man. He mm -hmm. He was everything visually that I wanted 
if mm-hmm. I were to have a husband and a husband. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was that, he he gave me that visual, mm-hmm. which in the beginning is what sucks you in, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. visual. Absolutely. Um, so we had mutual friends, and I had seen him a couple of times over the years, never said anything, was too nervous. And then as I got older, now 25, mm-hmm. um, I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up to him and I'm going to say something. You know, what's the point? We have mutual friends. Let's just let's just say hi. Mm-hmm. We exchanged numbers that night, and I think a week later, he stopped by to see me at my house, and we hugged each other as he left, and that hug was everything. Mm. I can't lie to you about that. Mm-hmm. I felt chemistry for the first time. Mm. In some weird way, I didn't want to let go, mm-hmm. and neither did he. Mm-hmm. And I didn't mention it to him, and then he got in the car, and he texted me, and he said, that was the best hug I think I've ever had. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, I knew it was something different Mm -hmm. between him and I. I knew that he definitely was going to change my life, but I didn't think it would be in the way that he did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, we dated, and of course, you know, I asked him, did he have a girlfriend? He said no. He Mm -hmm. told me all of those things. So I was like, okay, the coast is clear. Mm -hmm. Um, We spent a lot of time together. We talked a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, deep things. My father's not in my life, so I was able to open up to him about that. Mm He came from a family where his parents split up, I think, when he was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the extent of that, but I know he's closer to his father than he is to his mother. Mm. So I think something there Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. I didn't pay attention then was he's closer to his father than Mm -hmm. he is his mother. Mm -hmm. Um, So it just went on. Things were good. Things were great. Um, It came to one day we had a conversation. I asked him exactly what did he want. what he wanted out of the situation. And he said, well, I want to have fun. I want to take vacations. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I said, okay, you know, cool. I mean, honestly, what woman, if a man tells you that, mm-hmm. what, what woman is really going to say no? Absolutely. I mean, that, yeah. that sounds like the perfect situation. Mm-hmm. Well, that was in August. Mm-hmm. By September, I have feelings. Mm-hmm. We start seeing each other in May. By September, here I am, I have feelings. Mm-hmm. World Nightclub opens up. That's the club I work at. Mm-hmm. And... Opening weekend, hip-hop night, he comes in with another woman. Mm. That was the first red flag. Mm-hmm. But I ignored it mm-hmm. for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was going to say, that. tell me a little bit about Because I do think we ignore the red flags. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder why we you ignore the red right. flags. Mm. Say that again, Earl. I just feel like you don't want to be right. Mm. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. it's hard being right, especially when you don't want to be, because you're going to be like, okay, why am I doing it? So it's like, I'll, for me, I'll mm-hmm. say, I'm going to ignore it because mm-hmm. I want to be wrong. Mm-hmm. So let's just say mm-hmm. this is a... This is a wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah, this that's his cousin alert. or that's his friend. He's allowed right. to have friends. Like mm-hmm. the things we tell ourselves to justify other people's behavior is amazing to me. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't think in that moment he realized how painful that was. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working. I, I didn't even know you were coming. Mm-hmm. And then you come in with another woman that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me you're not in a relationship. And then you're in here with this woman, and it looks like y'all are in a relationship. I'm kind of like, you know, what's going on? I mean, it mm-hmm. it destroyed me. I had to go home early. Mm-hmm. I finished my shift until the lights came on. When the lights came on in the club, I had to go. Mm-hmm. The next day, we sat down. We had a conversation, and he said, no, we're friends. I've known her before. I've known you, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. I was drunk. You know, I don't re- really remember. But then that's when he told me, four months in, mm-hmm. I don't want a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want any type of commitment. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. never gave me an explanation why, though. So I think from there, I wanted to know why. Mm-hmm. I was curious. Mm-hmm. So we got through that somehow. And maybe three weeks later, he's with this woman in Miami. Mm. 
and he posts her on his social media. So by then I'm livid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on? Because that's relationship like. like yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was. For you to tell me you don't want a relationship, mm-hmm. but I'm the woman you're spending 80% of your time with. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're with this woman at a club one night. Mm-hmm. And then you're with this woman in Miami. You're in a relationship somehow, some way with this woman. Mm-hmm. He still never opened up to me about the woman. But then I found out that when we were dating, he in the beginning, he was in a relationship. Mm, mm-hmm. He was in a relationship. And this woman, I'm not sure if it's the same woman. I can't vouch for that. But I know that some woman caused his previous relationship to end mm. while he was seeing me. Gotcha. Okay. Now, okay. keep in mind, all this I didn't find out till the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to help, you know, understand mm-hmm. the story, mm-hmm. this is what happened. So we stopped seeing each other for a while, and then October, he comes to the club again. He's by himself this time. It's for a homecoming party. And we didn't really speak much. I, was, I went through that whole girl phrase, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. to show him. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to prove him wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out here. I'm going to look good. I'm going to ignore mm-hmm. him, that type of thing. And it works. Mm-hmm. It, just, it does. Mm-hmm. When, you, when a person can't handle rejection, mm. they'll they'll chase you. Yes. And he was being yes. rejected in that moment. So he started to chase me a little more. So we went on a date, probably one of the best dates we ever had, and we sat at Ruth's Chris for four hours mm. and laid everything out on the table, I thought. Mm-hmm. For a month and a half, he did great. He was with me every day. He completely changed. He was, he was wanting to become more of a man. He was really, I mean... I don't want to make excuses for him, but he was changing. Yeah, absolutely. So two weeks before Christmas, of course, I started to feel weird. I was like, he's going to mess up again. I could feel it. Mm. I could just feel things changing. And I think he's a person, when he gets discouraged about things, he was looking for a home. He couldn't mm-hmm. find one. Couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't get a home. Gotcha, gotcha. When he gets discouraged about things, he seems <laughs> to act out mm-hmm. in a way. Gotcha, okay. If he feels like he's been optimistic for so long, he'll start to act out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's coming. I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. So he's at that time, he was staying with me. And a Wednesday night, I believe, he was just very different. He was really quiet, not himself. The next day, he went to Vegas with the same woman. Mm. And that was it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was just it. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the point? Mm-hmm. You're just going to keep going back to her. I don't know what it is about this woman. You won't open up to me about it, but you're just going to keep going back to her. Mm-hmm. So we ended things. Mm-hmm. So I want to say the week after New Year's, he was in Charlotte, and... He came to see me, and we talked for a little bit because we agreed to maintain our friendship mm-hmm. because we we did have a good friendship mm-hmm. outside of our relationship. And at that point, the woman he was with before found out that he was at my home. Mm-hmm. She put nails under his tires. And that's just something I can't put up with. Yeah. I treat my home as my sanctuary. Exactly. This is where I sleep, I eat, I rest, I bathe. You know, like... Mm-hmm. You can't have these women showing up here. And the thing that they don't understand is, sweetheart, I'm in the same boat you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's playing me too. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. He's played me for almost nine months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So that morning we had a conversation. And I said, I just want to let you know, like, this is done. Mm-hmm. And I, I cried. I, cr- I mean, I was just red and I was like, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this. You're mm-hmm. not whining and dining me. You're not showing me off to people. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing for me. I don't like to be hidden. Mm-hmm. So we ended things. And he was like, well, I'm going to leave my dog here. I loved his dog. Mm-hmm. I had a really big attachment to his dog. I love dogs. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to leave my dog here. I'm going to meet. I'm supposed to meet with some friends. Do you mind? Me being a nice person, me being his friend, of course I don't. Mm-hmm. He's out with this woman. Mm. And my girlfriend saw it, Tasia, Amber, they saw it. So they let me know. And I wasn't even upset because I was like, at this point, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you knew there would probably be a chance he would do that. Mm-hmm. So I text him and I'm like, you can either come get your dog or I'm going to bring your dog to Stash House to mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And you will have to leave either way. He gets to my house and he's, I think he's drunk at mm-hmm. that point. I can't remember if he smelled like alcohol, but I'm pretty sure he had been drinking all day. He's a partier. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure. He had drank that day. And I went into the closet and I made sure everything that he had in my house was his at that Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. I wanted it in his possession. He's cleaning out the dog cage and he takes the dog blanket and he snatches it and he hits me with it. Mm. And by that time, I'm furious. I'm like, okay, I've never disrespected you. I've never yelled at you. We don't do this to Mm -hmm. each other. Why all of a sudden are you like this? So when he hits me, he hits me in the eye and I can't see. So I pushed him. I've never seen him snap before. He picked me up and he put me against the wall and he slammed me into the wall over and over and over and over until he busted my eardrum. Mm. And then he let me go and I fell to the ground and I laid there for a second because everything was foggy. And I think he was still trying to break down the dog crate at the time. So when I finally came to... I got up and I grabbed a knife because that was the only thing I could think of. I was like, Mm -hmm. he's going to kill me. You know, Mm -hmm. like if he comes back and picks me up again, Mm -hmm. he'll probably kill me this time. And when I grabbed the knife, that did something to him. So that showed me he'd been in an abusive relationship before Mm. because the knife triggered him in a way to where he was like, don't you ever pick up that fucking knife at me and you don't do that, don't ever do that to me. And he picked me up again Mm -hmm. and he slammed me against the wall again. And by that time my leg was bleeding, my arm was bleeding, had a scratch on my face and he left. And when he left, I called Tasia actually, Mm -hmm. because I knew that was the only person who was gonna be really truly real with me in that Mm -hmm. moment, Mm -hmm. who was gonna tell me, you know, you allowed this to go on. And even though I knew that I allowed it to go on, it's still different when you hear it from someone else. Mm-hmm. It impacts you differently. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage the accountability to taking ownership of something that's not yours? Like, you know what I mean? Because there's a role where you do have to be accountable for, I knew who he was mm-hmm. um, prior to this, and I have to be accountable so that I don't find myself in these situations again. And then the other piece where you're then taking ownership for somebody else, where you see in abusive relationships where a woman will be like, you know, well, if I had just, like, maybe I shouldn't have grabbed the knife, or mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't have, or I could have just not even said anything. When he left, I could have texted him and been like, we're done. It was like, you know what I mean? I feel like that line is so thin, but also very dangerous. Because mm-hmm. once we start to take on blame for someone else's behavior, we then make ourselves susceptible to forgive more either, or not even forgive, but to accept that behavior more because then we're saying well this time I'm going to be different so therefore they're going to be different Mm -hmm. which is not true I think 
for me, and this is one of those things that I stayed up countless nights thinking about, you know, did I do anything wrong? Mm -hmm. Did I trigger him in a way to act that way? You know, I asked myself those questions. I'd be lying if mm -hmm. I say that I Absolutely. didn't. Absolutely. I think that's totally normal. Yeah. yeah. But what, what made me realize I wasn't wrong was because he'd done it before. Mm. I knew he'd done it before. Mm -hmm. I just could, it was something in me that just told me the way he picked me up and put me against that wall that quickly, mm -hmm. this has happened before. Mm -hmm. um, and it took me a while to realize that I can't change his actions. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that I had to come to grips with to where as far as me taking accountability for what he did, because he could have handled himself differently. Absolutely. Completely mm -hmm. differently. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one thing that he does still to this day. Even when we had a conversation you know, a month after we hadn't spoken four weeks, a month after, he's still in the blame game. He's mm. still in the, well, I told you. Mm. You did tell me that. And I should have paid attention when you said you didn't want a commitment. Mm -hmm. That's when I could have walked away. Mm -hmm. But you still chose to see me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, I guess that's where the fine line comes in, is mm -hmm. where I said, I, yeah, I could have ended it then, and mm -hmm. I didn't. But you still put yourself in a predicament to where you knew you didn't want to be with me, mm -hmm. but selfishly, you kept seeing me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's important to look at kind of this in your story, the build up pieces like that emotional piece of the abuse mm -hmm. is so powerful that coming into my job with another woman knowing that I'm not going to show out and knowing you're going to have like, it's like that is, and that's, type of thing. It's, and it's so manipulative and mm -hmm. so controlling in a way, you know, knowing that you and I are friends on social media and posting this picture after this conversation, you know, like I think people don't look at the nuance of abuse enough um, and how, yeah, like like that's kind of where it started. You know, mm -hmm. they think well the first time they put their hands on you is where it starts, but it's there's like, no, a just was the next level. It's a breaking down mm -hmm. of your like spirit that they mm -hmm. do first so that then when the abuse happens, it's not as you're not as strong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like you said, he knew that. He knows what type of woman I am. He knows mm -hmm. like I'm a woman of I'm not going to show off in mm -hmm. public. Mm -hmm. That's just something I'll never do. Mm -hmm. And I think he just knew in that moment, well, let me back up. No one holds him accountable. That's one thing. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People let him slide a lot. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I let him slide uh, with a lot mm -hmm. of things. Mm -hmm. And him coming into my job was just, it almost was like principles. Like, mm -hmm. you don't have principles. You know, like, what if this were you? Mm -hmm, what if mm -hmm. I came into your job with another man? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, knowing wouldn't have flown it, at all. No, mm -hmm. no, he would have been done with me in a second. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have even had another conversation. But because I'm a woman and you mm -hmm. know my personality and you know that I always try to see the good, you use that to your advantage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you took advantage of me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And once he got away with that, mm -hmm. he knew, okay, I can do a few more things. I can yeah. try it over and over again because she didn't get mad the first time. Mm -hmm. She didn't do anything the first time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So talk about, so after the um, the incident happened, I assume like take you probably had to like take you to the doctor or to the hospital or? I actually didn't. I didn't go mm. to the doctor and I didn't go to anyone the first day because I was, I was literally in shock, honestly. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get out of the shock mm -hmm. because like I said, him and I never, we never had an argument. Mm -hmm. We always talked through our issues. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I will say about him. He's a good listener. Mm -hmm. Despite everything, he listens. 
So when you say things to him, he's absorbing it. He may not say anything, but he's taking it in. Mm -hmm. He doesn't forget anything. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I was just in shock, honestly. And I got up and I went to work the next morning like nothing had happened. Mm -hmm. And I sat at my desk all day and I just stared at the computer screen, replaying that night before over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And I replayed our relationship all the way through mm -hmm. and that and I started to pick apart every single thing mm -hmm. I started to pick apart every lie I just I, I pretty much set myself up in that moment mm -hmm. to be to be hurt mm -hmm. even more mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I I didn't take a mental break I just put myself in a situation and put myself right back into work the next day mm -hmm. to sit there mm -hmm. and wallow mm -hmm. instead of calling my therapist and mm -hmm. saying I need to talk to you mm-hmm um, but I didn't go to the doctor. I don't know why I didn't. A part of me, because he is a good person, and I don't want anyone to think that he's not. Mm -hmm. I think that he is coming into a time in his life to where he's not facing reality. Mm -hmm. He, before, of course, I didn't know, but he just got out of a relationship that he was in from 2008 to 2017. Mm. So I also had to think about, look at what him and I had been through in nine months. Mm -hmm. Let's triple that from 2008 to 2017. And I just felt like this is something he would regret no matter what. So I didn't go to the police or anything, but I did get him banned from my job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and he didn't take that too well. He didn't mm -hmm. like that. Um, when I actually spoke to him, I, I let him know that, you know, you are banned. Mm -hmm. And he reacted in you're a little girl I can't believe that I allowed myself to to date a little girl the and, blame and game. the blame that's mm -hmm. when the blame game started mm -hmm. that's when mm -hmm. and I said you know I could have done a lot of things to you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I got you banned from a place where I work mm -hmm. where I make my money mm -hmm. I was like and I asked you to not come in there with her again and you did it anyway mm -hmm. so what choice kind of do you leave me mm -hmm. but yeah that that right there in itself, because he likes to party. Mm -hmm. And that was, that. I don't want to think that I was being petty, but I was, because I knew that he liked to party. And mm -hmm. I knew if I took that away from him, it would make him realize what he had done. Yeah. But where you work is not the only place where you can party. Like, mm -hmm. he, he can go. He can go other places. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I like told you him. played your cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is why I told him in the first place, you know, you could have taken her anywhere. Mm -hmm. Why here? Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Why here? You know? Mm -hmm. But it was, it's definitely one of those things where I'm still looking back on it, though. Mm -hmm. I'm still every day. I, I would lie <coughs> if I'm saying, you know, I don't think about him. I do. I think about mm -hmm. him every single day. Mm -hmm. And it's hard because it's something I don't want to go back to. But the care that I have for him is still there. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. something I want women to realize, too. That That's not going to go away. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. You yeah. will still have to grieve. And it's just like any other breakup. Like, if mm -hmm. you love somebody just because it ended poorly or because there was abuse involved, that doesn't mean your love for them is not going to, it's just not going to evaporate once mm -hmm. the abusive situation happens. Um, and I think sometimes we feel guilt about that because mm -hmm. we're like, why Why am I even sad about this dude right now? Mm -hmm. um, but it's because you loved him and, you know, love, yeah, love does not necessarily adhere to any rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's so, like a wound though. Like that takes absolutely. so much time to heal. 
you're gonna have to treat it. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to take care of. It. You're gonna have to watch, it. and it's gonna take time till it's go. And then even then, when it's done, it's gonna be a scar. It's gonna be a scar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah. 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 So talk about like who you told and reactions you got, and who you didn't tell and why. Oh, the reactions are, are insane. Mm-hmm. Um, I got. Tasia was one of the most realistic reactions mm-hmm. because she looked at both sides. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, of course, she she really doesn't respect him, mm-hmm. but she still looked at my part and his part that mm-hmm. he played in situations. So that's one of the reactions that was the most helpful. Um, I told my friend Amber she had been in an abusive relationship. She she understood because she had physically been there. Mm-hmm. She could relate to a lot of things. And she saw the good in him as well. You know, it's different when you've been in that relationship and you've opened up about it. You can still see the good in the person Mm because they've all met him. Mm -hmm. So they've seen what type of person he is. My mother had been in an abusive relationship, um, her first marriage. Mm -hmm. She never approved of him, but my mother's not a judgmental person. Mm -hmm. So she welcomes everyone with open arms Mm -hmm. unless, you know, you prove her wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of started opening up to guys about it. My guy friends Mm -hmm. that are mutual friends with him Mm -hmm. and leave them alone, Mm -hmm. you know, leave Mm -hmm. them alone. And the the number one thing that they said to me that stuck with me was though, don't take it personal. Mm. And it's hard not to, it's really hard, but that's Mm -hmm. one of the truest things someone could say to me because I can't take it personal because Mm -hmm. hurt people hurt people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and it would have been someone else mm-hmm. you know yeah 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 it, it would have been someone else yeah, yeah. it's for Absolutely. sure so yeah yeah gotcha do you have people who you haven't told because you just don't mm. feel like and you have to like give their name but you know what I mean like mm-hmm. you know like I haven't told certain friends because of there are certain people that I have not told just because I don't want them to think that he's a horrible person mm. I don't think I when I say that I truly truly mean it he's really not a horrible person I don't want my situation with him to make other people feel differently Mm. or treat him differently Mm -hmm. because they may not have had this experience with him. Mm -hmm. But there are a lot of people that I haven't opened up to it about yet just because, not that I was scared of their reaction, it's just more so I didn't know if they would understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if they would really take the time to put themselves in my shoes because it's easy for you to say leave, 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 Mm -hmm. but it's hard to do that you can Mm -hmm. always have one foot in one foot out and Mm -hmm. that's where I was the whole time one foot in one foot out with him Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I'm hoping I can open up to more people about it Mm -hmm. but right now I hope that this can be like the icebreaker for it Mm -hmm. gotcha so they can kind of understand a little bit better gotcha I was gonna say because now you're kind of you know opening up on public platforms Mm -hmm. people are gonna be able to put two and two together Mm -hmm. um and so and I hear you, um, it sounds like you still are, you know, protective of him in some mm-hmm. way. Like, But in order for you to truly tell your story, you will have to let that yeah. go and let him kind of abs- absorb the responsibility and the consequences for people finding out the truth. Yeah, that's And how true. do you feel about that? I think it's, I think honestly, like I said, he's never been held accountable for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. There are, There have been big moments in his life where he has been, but I think him being a manipulator, because he is, Mm -hmm. he's the king of manipulation, Mm -hmm. 
he can manipulate himself mm. mm-hmm. into thinking he's done no wrong mm-hmm. or, well, I can justify this because this happened to me in my life. Mm-hmm. I think the only way he will change and grow is if it is somewhat put out there that this is what you have done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, these are things that you, because I don't think he sees it either. Mm-hmm. I think when a person is in the predicament he's in, they don't see that they are an abuser. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes they're doing to you what has been done to them. Mm-hmm. A Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. So when I say he's a bad, not a bad person, I mean that because I really think this has been done to him mm-hmm. and it's something that he's used to because even in his life, there's always a lot of drama. Mm, mm-hmm. And, you know, most people don't like drama. Most mm-hmm. people don't like all of this, you know, what's going on between him and I and other women and his ex. And they, most men, I know for sure, mm-hmm. they, they push themselves away from that. Mm-hmm. But it seems like he feeds off of it. Mm, mm-hmm. It seems like the more that's going on, the more and more he likes it, the mm-hmm. more and more it, it keeps mm-hmm. him going. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. he doesn't try to pull himself out of it. Yeah. Well, because drama's appeal is that it keeps you from having to look at yourself for real. Like, mm-hmm. if there's always 50,000 things happening around you, you don't ever have to look at your own life and your own pain and your own struggle. You know what I mean? Like, people who love drama, that's why they love it. It's because if they were to stop, they would have to look at themselves and they would probably be scared Mm -hmm. you know, or hurt or broken um, and maybe afraid they couldn't pull themselves back out. And it also kind of explains, like, the party mindset you say, yeah. Exactly. It's fast-paced, quick. Mm -hmm. I'm always on the move. I'm always on the go. I'm always having a good time. I don't Mm -hmm. have to sit still Mm -hmm. and think and actually live in the moment. I can just Mm -hmm. keep living on a blur, on a fast pace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's when that month and a half that I was telling you that he was changing, Mm -hmm. he was not partying mm-hmm. he wasn't doing mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. it was like it completely stopped mm-hmm. yeah and then I feel like when life didn't go his way yep. okay well I'm giving up on this mm-hmm. let me go back to partying and mm-hmm. then it went right back into full effect the Absolutely. drinking the partying the I have to be here and there mm-hmm. I can't sit still that mm-hmm. type of thing mm-hmm. happened Absolutely. So, yeah, gotcha. So you mentioned um, being in therapy. Were you in therapy before the incident? I was. I was in therapy before, but the funny thing is, is I was not ready to open up to her Mm. about him. I was not Mm -hmm. because I didn't, I don't think I knew what the situation was myself. Mm -hmm. I was so confused because, like I said, from the beginning, it was all a lie, but I didn't know it was a lie. Mm -hmm. So when I briefly talked about him in therapy, it was the lies that he had told me. Mm. So he was being painted as this wonderful guy because Mm. I'm going off of what you have told me. Mm -hmm. And then until September came around, that's when the actions started coming out. So when September came around, I stopped talking about him. Mm -hmm. I quit because Mm. I don't want to say I was embarrassed, Mm -hmm. but I want to say like, I didn't want, it to seem like I was the liar, right. if that mm-hmm. made sense. Yes. You had to do it too does. much explaining. Yeah, I would have had to like really go mm-hmm. back in and break all of that down. And at the time, I just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Looking back on it, I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. had I had talked to her about it, she probably would have snapped me out of it. Kaylee, that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is a red flag. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. watch this. Did a watch part that. of you not want to hear that either? I think a part of me... Like he said before, I didn't want to be right. Like Mm -hmm. so many people had told me kind of what he was or who he was Mm -hmm. or, 
But I've always been a person, I give everyone a clean slate, and mm-hmm. that's going to come up in a second, too. I give everyone a clean slate with me because I'm just a big believer in God. God gave me a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Who am I to say, you're this person that you were five years ago? Because mm-hmm. I'm not the person I was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everyone told me, and I just did not, I didn't want, I did not want him to prove me right. I mm-hmm. wanted him to prove me wrong. I really wanted him to show me he was different mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. any other guy I dated, than what people said he was mm-hmm. or what they said he was going to be. But the most hurtful part of the situation was, is I'm not hurt by the abuse. Mm-hmm. I am so disappointed mm-hmm. in the person that he is. Mm-hmm. I am so disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the part that's hard for me to get over is mm-hmm. the disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting about the, um, so as a therapist, you know, that happens often where I'll be working with somebody for quite a while and then all of a sudden this whole new scenario come out and I'll be like, what, what? Where did that come what? from? Mm-hmm. And then they'll say it like, they're like, it's sunny today. Uh-huh. But they'll be saying like something absurd. I'll be like, well, so, Let's bring circle that right on back to <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but as a person who goes to therapy, there are times where I'm like, I don't want to do it. Like in my mind, I'm mm-hmm. like, I ain't about to hurt not a damn thing about that. Nope, I'm going to buck the I'm going to hold that right back here. Mm-hmm. And so I get it on both sides mm-hmm. is where, because normally when I tell her something, it's because I want us to work through it. And mm-hmm. so if I'm not ready to take it, then I'm just not going to mm-hmm. share it with her. Um, and I think that helps me give a little compassion to my clients when they come and they're like, I know, I should have told you this last year. And I'm like, well, you know, now you're ready. So let's work on it mm-hmm. now. Um but and helping them recognize, like, why did you really not tell me? Because mm-hmm. I think the most important thing is that you're honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about being honest with me. It's about being honest with yourself um, and recognizing why you really didn't tell me. Because I need to gauge, I need you to gauge where you are with it now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Gotcha. So talk a little bit about just kind of through that, what you've realized through the process of therapy and finally opening up about the relationship. Like, what lessons have you learned? Well, as far as the relationship, I've learned that I deserve more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always going to be a constant struggle with with people in general. I feel like we get to a good place in life to where we're happy and we're mm-hmm. complacent and we feel like, yes, I'm on top. Mm-hmm. And then something can come in, maybe not even necessarily a person, and you're, you lower your standards a little bit mm-hmm. without even realizing mm-hmm. you're lowering your standards mm-hmm. a little bit. Like before this, I worked two years to build myself to the point to where I knew what I deserved from a man in particular. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that's always been a struggle for me. And I think that comes from my father. That's something in therapy that I've opened up about. Mm -hmm. My father was never in my life. So I looked for a relationship Mm -hmm. to give me the love that my father did not give. And I always looked for it in the wrong person, Mm -hmm. men that were like my father. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So with that being said, I learned what I deserve. You know, I don't deserve a man who is going to come to my job with another woman. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve a man who is going to take advantage of my kind heart, my purity. Those things now, and I think I realized it two years ago, but it's something about now that's different about Mm -hmm. what I deserve. Because what I deserve, I've decided to give to myself Mm. first. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. You have to give it to yourself first. And that's something I never did. I realized it back then, but I didn't give it to myself. Mm -hmm. Like. I didn't, I didn't encourage myself. I looked for my boyfriend, my significant other, 
to encourage me. I mm-hmm. looked for them to push me when really I have to push myself. Absolutely. You know, you can't wait on someone else to do those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also learned the signs of abuse before they come. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I realized it in the relationship, but I ignored it. Mm-hmm. Now I don't ignore it. Even now, like I'm, I'm starting to date now. And, ugh, dating is so awful. Oh, <laughs> just, I was say, you preach it oh, to the whole choir. Well, okay. oh, I'll be the God. soprano. Well, oh God. Like, <laughs> oh God. It it's, is, Oh. It is draining, yeah. mm. and I really mm-hmm. wish like I could just sit here one day and just read to you some of the things men say to me, and I'm just like, red flag, oh, red we, flag, red flag, yeah. red flag. So we can all <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, nope, nope, mm. red flag. Mm-hmm. So that it's it it's taught me it's taught me those things, mm-hmm. and it's also taught me take this as a lesson, a lesson. Please take it as a lesson. Don't take it as a hardship. Mm. Take it as a lesson, mm-hmm. because without that happening, I would not be sitting here mm-hmm. with you all right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to tell you my story. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to, you know, I'm still working on coming out of it, but I wouldn't be able to, to express it the way that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think this is going to be a gateway for me to talk to more people about it, not just mm-hmm. women, men too, because mm-hmm. men, men experience abuse too. Absolutely. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. Absolutely. They go through maybe a lot of them say, well, m- women go through so much. Men do, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They go through it in a way that is different. Mm-hmm. They don't express themselves the mm-hmm. way that we do. Exactly. And there's less support for them. Like mm-hmm. if a man yes. is being abused, his homeboy is not trying to be I'm like, boy, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like you better like yoke that girl to the ground and keep it moving. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, there's no compassion None. for a man who is being abused. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, you know, sexual assault is, you know, men are sexually assaulted. And so many men just don't report it because they're like, if I go into a police station and say that I was raped, they're going to like clown me or they're not mm-hmm. going to take me seriously. Yeah. Um, and so, and they just carry that pain around with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's something I acknowledged in him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is there's a, there was abuse somewhere, mm-hmm. maybe not physical, maybe, mm-hmm. but definitely mental mm-hmm. because the way that his mind works is, is of an abuser, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's an, someone who's been abused for a, t- for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I was able to be identi- like to identify with that situation was because as a child, I was mentally abused mm-hmm. by family, mm-hmm. you know, like telling me things like, oh, you're not pretty enough or this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. which all circled back to now me realizing what I deserve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It wasn't just him. I want people to understand that he wasn't, he wasn't the cause of all this. This has been years of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's the reason I opened up about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think that's important. Like, usually things are happening long before mm-hmm. the current relationship. You know what I mean? When I do couples therapy with people, I always ask them about, tell me about your first example of love. Like, what did love look like to you when you were young? And they're always mm-hmm. like, why? Because we're in this relationship. I'm like, no, no, no. Because this relationship <laughs> started long before you okay. met this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it started when you were three. Yeah. And, you know, you didn't see what you needed to see. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You didn't receive what you need to receive. You took in messages about who you are and what you deserve in those moments that then showed up in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we don't consider that enough about how the building blocks of who we are play into our relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think... Getting therapy is honestly the best thing because I'm 25. And mm-hmm. honestly, had I realized this at 18, 19 years mm-hmm. old, I might be in a completely different space. Mm-hmm. Had when my mom told me to go to therapy 
I would have done it. Shout out to mamas who yeah. tell their children to go to therapy. Oh, my mom was big on therapy. She dragged me to therapy. Yeah, she dragged me to therapy, and mm-hmm. I fought it as a teenager because I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. But had I went back then, my life might be a little different right now. But that's like, you know, neither here nor there. But now I'm looking at it as I'm 25. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like my life is starting for the first time mm-hmm. because I'm opening up and talking about these things because I'm letting people know my story, what I've been through, and how it's still going, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I really think that therapy, I was a non-believer in it, but now I, I can't go, honestly, I can't go a week without her. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't go a week without her. Sometimes it'll be, my sessions are on Thursday at 6. It'll be Monday. I'm like, darn it. I need to talk to her right now. Like, I, need, I need to see you right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, but I, I rely on her in the most amazing way mm-hmm. because she is my safe place now, mm-hmm. a healthy safe place. Absolutely. As to where he was my harmful mm-hmm. safe place. Mm-hmm. He was using everything that I told him mm-hmm. to break me down. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that then, yeah. but I see it now. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. And so what are you doing with this, these lessons? How are you growing and expanding? Uh, well, I got back on social media. Mm-hmm. That's great. It's honestly, it's been, it's overwhelming, but it's great because mm-hmm. there's been so much love coming back from it. Because like I said, people haven't seen me since 2012. Mm-hmm. So when I got back on there, it was just so many, how have you been? You know, you look great. And I think coming out of that situation, having that so genuine support from people, because it's mm-hmm. genuine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what I'm going through. Yeah. They just know that they haven't seen my face. Mm. And wow, mm-hmm. you know, they, they're seeing me in a different light. They're seeing me the way that I wanted them to see me. And from there, just starting my own company, starting Clean Slate Interiors, which why I mentioned clean slate before is because everyone deserves a clean slate, no matter Mm -hmm. who you are. Mm -hmm. And when you move into a new home, that's a clean slate for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always think about most people when they move or they get a new place. For me, I was a runner all Mm -hmm. of my life. Mm -hmm. I would go away or hide, which is what I did when I got off social media, because I felt like I didn't want people to disturb my process. Mm-hmm. I wanted to sit in my process. Mm-hmm. I wanted to soak that process in. So now looking at it, it's like most people may have been like me. They may have been running or starting a new job, starting a new life. Mm-hmm. And to give them a sanctuary, mm. which is what I did after he and I split, mm-hmm. I started working on my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. I started decorating my sanctuary. Mm. It's been the most therapeutic thing. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's kind of where that came from. And I've also been working on ways to kind of empower women. I'm planning a small women's empowerment weekend here in Charlotte where we're going to do a brunch and do a women's photo shoot Mm -hmm. and give each woman time, you know, to get her little pictures in, you know, Mm -hmm. do our group thing. But that's been something that's been helpful to me Mm -hmm. is doing my photo shoots Mm -hmm. in this process Mm because I feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. I'm regaining back that beauty that I felt like I lost. Absolutely. So I'm planning that and hopefully we'll, you know, do some things with that, and I'll, I'll be able to talk to y'all more about that so you can let other women know about yeah, it. Absolutely. But it's definitely right now, I would say in 2018, I'm focused on empowering women mm, mm-hmm. because I didn't have anyone to empower me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. You're She's going to finish out the, you yes. know, the episode with us. But yes. But before we do that, though, what are like three things that you just want to say to people out there, to your listeners mm. that are listening right now? What are mm-hmm. three things you want them to just take away? I want them to take away that if you are in an abusive relationship, it's not the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
This isn't the end for you. It It's difficult. It's a process. It's not easy to get out of it. But you can. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can. But you have to be willing. And I think that takes time for a person. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to step out of it. I also think that they should know that help is never a, a corny option. Mm-hmm. You know, get that help. Mm-hmm. If you need to talk to somebody, talk to somebody. Even if you don't feel like going to therapy, if you need to talk mm-hmm. to your pastor, talk to someone because... Mm-hmm mentally you can break down Absolutely. and that's the worst thing to i think that's worse than physical mm-hmm. yeah to mentally just mm-hmm. almost self-destruct mm-hmm. is worse mm-hmm. um and i also think that they should know that love can come within yourself mm-hmm. love yourself first because mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself first what you're putting out there is what you're getting back mm-hmm. Loving yourself first, putting love in yourself so you can give positive love back out there will 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 kind of affect your life in a different way. I've noticed the more women that I just even comment to on Instagram, oh, you look beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love this picture of you. It makes their day. I had a girl that I reposted as like my woman crush Wednesday on my Snapchat, and she literally was like, this, this really made my day. Mm. Almost, I felt like it probably almost brought tears to her eyes. Mm-hmm. But you think about it, people don't hear it enough that mm-hmm. you're beautiful or, wow, you're doing great. Congrats on that promotion. Mm-hmm. Put that love out there and see what you get back. And I guarantee it'll make you feel better as well. Absolutely. Love it. All right. All right. So we're going to pause real quick, and then we'll be back with our question of the day. And we're back with question of the day. What's happening, y'all? Okay, so our question of the today, wow, struggle, is <laughs> what are the effects from jumping from relationship to relationship but not healing from the last? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. Do you want to go first, girl? Sure. <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to, but no. Um, I was going to. Let me. Like you. Like you. Okay. I'll go second. Okay. Let me, let me get okay. a moment to sit so back. So what I would say <laughs> is um, in every experience that we have, there are lessons to be learned. And we don't learn our lessons until we pause. You know what I mean? Um, you know, when you are in class, you are receiving information. You learn when you study. Mm. When you go back and look at the information again and really process the information to understand it. Um, And it's the same with every other part of my life. And so that's a why I'm such a big proponent for like meditation and mindfulness, because you have to pause and like sit in things and just really spend time with things. But if you are in a relationship Two things happened. You did things to cause the end of that relationship, and they did things to cause mm-hmm. the end of that relationship. And you need to get real clear mm-hmm. about who did what before you go into the next relationship because it follows you. The things that happened in the previous relationship are going into the next one. And if you are not smart and taking time to really sort through that, you're going to find yourself in the exact same situation or worse. Um, because now you are absorbing someone else's behavior and your own behavior and taking it, putting it on someone else. Um, and yeah, so it's just not, it's not wise. It's not safe. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we can only, you know, I say all the time, we only have so much emotional space. And if you continue to fill it up with other people, you are pushing yourself to the brink. Um, and some people don't come back from that. And so, yeah, like take the time and being, you know, being single is not always super fun. I get that. And, um, it's necessary. It is. So I guess I'm going to. Go ahead. Now yeah. I'm that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So, I mean, I definitely think 
effects. I think it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I can. I think it can be self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to speak from like a personal stance. I know myself. I left the relationship after two years, and I know that we both contributed to that reason for it, the demise of the relationship. But I will say. The last year and a half of my being single has been like a beautiful process because I did realize after the breakup, I did like immediately start trying to date again. Mm. And I realized on my dates, I was just like, I feel like I'm in a relationship again. I, mm. I was, I was, I was mm. gravitating towards people that was similar to the same mm. relationship mm-hmm. and it wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. So I think, and this might not be answering the question, but I do think time and going back to what Katie was we were talking about earlier, time is a gift. It is. It's a beautiful thing to just sit and just self-reflect. And like I do like the part where you said like you did cleanse yourself a little bit from social media because sometimes you need mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. And this is like cleansing yourself, even maybe it might be from that person, mm-hmm. their friends. Yep. Um, it's you you need a cleanse just to get yourself back in a mindset of one where you're at 100 and then you're at 150 because you need to be at like 150 when you're starting to date again. Yeah, so, you got to be yeah. fortified. Like, because you, <laughs> you really have to be very be sound in yourself. So I think jumping from relationship to relationship, I feel like you're you're leaving a piece of yourself. Mm-hmm. So like I said, you need to be at 100 just to be secure. But if you're jumping from relationship to relationship, you're going from 95 to 90 mm-hmm. to 85 to where you damn near at 50 mm-hmm. and you have for yourself. Exactly. So I, I definitely think it's like going back to it can be very self-destructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one more thing to add no, when you ahead. said that. That was good. Because I think, you know, it's dangerous to have a job, to give a relationship a job. Like, you know, Dr. Phil, even though he's a situation, <laughs> he says, like, you know, pa- parents shouldn't give their kids a job. Like, it shouldn't be a kid's job to save the marriage. Like, mm-hmm. that's not fair. But I think if you jump in from relationship to from relationship, you're making it at that person and that relationship's job to heal you. Mm-hmm. That's already going to fail. That is so true. That, like, it can't be their job to heal you he can't be or she can't Mm -hmm. be the one healing you you need to have been healed before you step into it so don't make your relationship or your partner a job very true what do you think can I just say I love being single it's the most fun I've had (laughs) in my life because I'm actually understanding what girl time is Mm. so I think that's important I think it's important when you get out of a relationship, a lot of people will try to date again. Mm-hmm. Why not run to your friends? Why mm. not Why not like do things, like just cute things? Like mm-hmm. my girls and I, we go to brunch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We don't even talk to guys when we're out. Mm-hmm. We literally just sit there and we talk to each other. And I think that's important. I think it's important to lean on the people who can heal you. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you were mm-hmm. saying, mm-hmm. people that give you comfort, that mm-hmm. give you that place to where you feel like you can be vulnerable mm-hmm. rather than sitting down with someone. Because a lot of time what happens is, and I realized this with myself, I went on a date a couple weeks ago and a person asked me, well, how did your last relationship end? <laughs> right. And I'm like, wow, first date? First date, you want to really ask me that question? And then me being so honest, I'm almost kind of like, should I? But no, you you mm-hmm. don't. You shouldn't have to disclose that type mm-hmm. of information mm-hmm. when you first meet someone. That is, that's something sacred within yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that going back to what you were saying, like getting that partner to heal you. Most of the time, they can't heal you if you really think about it because they are not healed themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's all about finding a place to where you can heal, whether it's with a book, yoga church whatever it is mm-hmm. you got to find something positive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. jumping from relationship to relationship is the most destructive thing i think you could do and Absolutely. a lot of my girlfriends are guilty of that 
And they always asked me, well, you've been single for three years up until my last mm -hmm. relationship. And I was glad I was single those mm -hmm. three years because I fought hard to put myself in a situation. Mm -hmm. I wanted it, though. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to date someone else. And I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find not one person that matched me enough to say I would want to give them my time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the best thing that could have happened. Yeah. Because I don't think I would be as strong right now had I not. Because I think I was like halfway healed mm -hmm. before the situation I think if I even wasn't halfway healed I wouldn't be able to handle the situation the way I'm handling mm, right now right. good point yeah 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 absolutely so yeah so we hope that helps anonymous um but yeah don't 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 jump from relationship to relationship just basically don't do it don't do it <laughs> don't do it so yeah all right so we will be right back with that's not a thing um that's not a thing all right you got a that's not a thing I actually don't. Okay. Um, I was nervous. I was no. bracing myself. <laughs> not right now. But I, I feel like I said one. I didn't have one last time, but then yeah. I have one. So let's just. So I have one. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -oh. So let me just say. Yikes. Yes, I'm a therapist. Right. That, that's that's a, that's who I am. Um, that's my job. That's what I do. Um, and I've probably said this before on the show, but what I am not is a therapist all the time. Mm. And so for people to expect me to be the one to come in and save the situation or deal with the problem or have all the compassion and all the, um, yeah, all the wherewithal to manage the difficulties um, simply because of my job is unfair mm -hmm. and it is impossible. Um, when difficult things happen, I get to have feelings about those things too. Um, and when people do dumb shit, <laughs> I get to be like, that was dumb shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so recently people have been like, well, you're the therapist. You need to fix them. And I'm well, like, your, your mama, your mama need to fix them. <laughs> How about that? Exactly. I'm not their therapist, especially when you're talking about like friendships and family stuff. Like I can't be impartial there. Like I have feelings about what's mm -hmm. happening because I'm involved in what's happening. What makes therapy work is that it's subjective. We are removed. Mm -hmm. I am not removed. I am submersed and biased. <laughs> I am biased, you know, and I cannot be objective. Um, and I think that's an unfair um, requirement. Mm -hmm. um, and I have one more. Uh oh, go, yeah, go for this it. This is, you know, very, you know, <laughs> direct to one person. Um, I get that life gets hard mm -hmm. and that really hard things happen to people. Um, and we lose people that we love and we experience difficulties. And those things do not give you the right to hurt other people. Um, those things don't give you the right to stop showing up. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, there's nothing, you know, there are people who have experienced genocide and sex trafficking and, you know, years and years of abuse that does not give them the right to then go kill others mm -hmm. or sex traffic others or abuse others, you know? So, um, I just don't think that you get to start a cycle start a cycle or or just bow out mm -hmm. at the expense of others because you are hurting i think that's that's bullshit um and when i see you again i'm gonna let you know so and i will see you again <laughs> that has got real targeted <laughs> so, like whoa yeah, yeah. shots fired shots are fired yeah, yeah. locked and loaded so 
Y'all yeah. don't have. I like it. I'm actually in a really good. That's good. Like kumbaya. Do we need to have a that's not a thing for the Black Panther? Do we have any um, pre that's not a thing? So, oh no, I actually do have that. I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> so, um, what is a thing is I'm standing for Rotten Tomato right now because yes. there was like this epidemic, I guess, of where like racist white people just thought they were going to try to use their privilege and go on Rotten Tomato and pretty much make the critiques so Black bad, Panther. try to ruin the movie pretty much. Oh. Mm. And had Rotten a Facebook group. Yeah. They had a Facebook group. Wow, group. really? And Rotten Tomato came and said, huh, that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they shut that down. They yeah. were like, we're not going to tolerate any type of racist bias. Because someone said, I read a comment because it's Facebook is just so interesting. Um, mm. But it was like in one of like uh, an article, so it wasn't someone I was following. But they were saying, um, so Black Panther gets a movie that's racist. What if someone made a movie named KKK? And I was just like, so you're clearly a whole idiot. You're because a Black whole Panther idiot. is related to a damn comic it's book. It's a superhero. Like, this is a superhero. Like, this what? is for Marvel. <sighs> I can't. Like, come on. So I was just like, wow. And it uh, makes you laugh, though, because it's like, you really are You're stupid. dumb as hell. Exactly. And what, also shout out to Facebook, because they shut down all the Facebook yeah, groups. They found they the shut... Facebook groups, and they were like, but you won't have a Facebook group. Look, yeah, y'all you have keep to text playing, each you other. won't have a Facebook. Exactly. <laughs> so. so, yeah. But, yeah, like, why why can't we have things? I don't know, but I just love, like, I'm just loving the, I'm loving how every, I just love the black community and just how we're really in a phase of, I'm not going to be quiet. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's yeah. great. It's and beautiful. Your shit won't be tolerated. Yeah. So I just love it. But I love that the, the, the movement of just like companies are joining in. Like mm -hmm. for Rotten Tomato to do that. Mm -hmm. Was it was like we yeah, won't. they were like come see us if you like, want to. Like you won't, we won't. We know this movie is great. Yeah. So, so yeah. No. So yeah. So that's not a thing. Trying to destroy greatness because yeah. they didn't even come up with the whole plan until the premiere happened. Mm -hmm. And first off, it was all kinds of black magic at that premiere. But then the reviews yes. were amazing. Yes. And now, and they tried to say, well, we're DC fans, like we're DC comic fans, and this yes. is a Marvel, and we're coming against Marvel. But Marvels had like big blockbuster movies oh, yeah. for years and never have I seen a Facebook group never, never. have I seen y'all attack all Rotten Tomatoes all the movies they have they come Avengers, out all Avengers all that stuff y'all never yeah. wanted to defeat Marvel before so why never. do you why are you so because in fact Marvel it has made more movies than DC if you're exactly. talking about superhero related DC oh, yeah. just started the whole Justice exactly. League and Superman and Batman and all that. but like Come on. So this is about the fact that this movie full of black it's people is doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. And this movie is going to blow, you know, all the movies out of the water. And you big mad, but mm -hmm. you can't stop us. You can't. You can't. Like, just stay mad. Or don't. Or buy a ticket and watch the amazingness that will be Wakanda. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or, or join in. It's going like, so you know, to be so good. Join in. You're going to miss out because you're so full of hate. That's unfortunate for you. Mm. And that's not a thing. So yeah, I do have that's not a thing. There you go. Do you have a that's not a thing? It could be related to any, anything. Anything. I don't, I don't know. Let me let me think mm -hmm. really quickly here. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have. As somebody one. who works in like the entertainment industry, as far as like in oh, a club, I'm here, sure oh. you have a that's not a thing. This is great. Don't yell at me. Don't be like, hey boo, let this me get is this. Great. Yeah. This is great. I want people to understand. I am a bottle girl on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Mm. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Monday through Thursday, 
first of all, do not text me unless you're asking me about a table. Mm -hmm. Then do not text me at one o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. oh, no. And then on top of that, do not ask me to go out of my way to find you performance slots for CIAA. <laughs> okay? I don't I don't have any control over that. I don't <laughs> I mean it's just the things that I experience as a bottle server are ridiculous. Ridiculous. I literally had a guy hit me up on Instagram and was like, so when you're out this week, can you ask around to find out if there are any like amateur performance spots? And I was like, well, you know, why not just reach out to the promoter yourself? Oh, I don't do the whole internet thing, but you're on Instagram. You're on the internet what? right now, sir. Like, sir. What? And I'm going to be at work, though. Like, I'm going to be working. Like, you yeah. think I have time to... Well, look for free. Look for, for, you think I have time to market for you? For free? Market. What? I'm not your manager. What? I'm like, I'm like I will be at work. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's unreal. It's mm. unreal. I mean, mm. I'm pretty sure Tasia and I could go on for days mm. about the stuff we have experienced doing bottle service. They don't, just like, do you not realize that I do this on the weekends? I still have mm. a full-time job. Mm -hmm. I still have my own company. I'm trying to run my mm -hmm. own business. And mm -hmm. you're asking me, to go around and ask, and keep in mind, I've never heard this person's music a day in my life. Oh, Lord. So you want you me to go on a so, And you know, so I you should send them to Earl, because Earl struggles with local rappers. So I, <laughs> I, that is a struggle. I get so uncomfortable. And it, it takes a lot to get me uncomfortable, because oh I'm just God. going out and be like, oh, I'm done with it. But if we're like at an open mic, I'm here for I can listen to somebody go up there and say they're going to sing. I'm like, okay, I, I, I won't get uneasy. If you better do poetry, I'm really gonna be like, yes, come on, let's get it. But the moment they was like, our local rapper, <laughs> I actually will. Ex you might be the dopest. You're probably gonna be dope as hell, mm -hmm. but I won't be in a room to listen. No, nope. because you just don't know how the crowd's going. It's more. I get secondhand embarrassment, uh -huh. so I will go to the restroom. <laughs> yes, I will. Cause you can. <laughs> the funniest that's the thing ever. Where I can't like, yes. you know, at work they say, oh, Earl pulling the desk so raven, because like when shit pop up at work, I'll just be like. Turn to the left or to the right, and I'm gone. But I can't. I, yeah. I can't do local rap. That always cures me out because everything freaks me out. Like everything <laughs> freaks me out, and so and Earl's always like, "Stop it, get it together." And so when he was like, "I can't do local rappers," I was like, "What? I, I, I can't. I, don't, I, don't I can't." Understand. He was I like, get yeah, so no. uneasy. Mm -hmm. Like right now, you see, I'm like rocking yeah. in my skin. Yeah, I'm like, I oh, can't. is there a local rapper nearby? Is that what somebody's I doing? Get shook. It's the funniest thing Because like, what are you going to say? What kind of rap are you about to do? Are yeah. you, like, ignorant? Yeah. Like, and if it's bad, there's nothing worse than, like, a bad rap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, God. You, like you just, there's no redeem. Because if you're singing, mm -hmm. you could be, like, the lyrics are terrible, mm -hmm. but sis had her tone. Mm -hmm. Or you could be, like, her, her singing was terrible, but the song was good. Right. Like, but if you, like, I don't know. It's just something about bad rap. I just feel like you really on the line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think about, like... <laughs> I'll never forget when I went to Winthrop. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they brought, um, I feel like this might be been doing a step show or something, but they brought like a local rapper and like he, he had like a girl, like he had like background dancers, but it was like oh. hood type shit. Like oh, sis had on a booty shorts and then she had like a fake baby in her hand. Like what? it was like, what? It was just so much and I couldn't go anywhere. What? I couldn't get up because I was in the was front. I was with like my Wait, no, no, no. We got a circle. Why was there a this fake baby? Why was what? there a local rapper? But why was there a fake Where baby? Was, yeah, what was the point of the baby? Because he was like, <laughs> he was telling a story. And, but it was just... But it was like my baby mama so and I was like whoa oh, whoa 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 oh, and I couldn't oh, I couldn't go anywhere no, no and I don't remember Sorry, I don't baby. I can't remember if this was like the year we stepped I don't remember was the baby swaddled 
Yeah, oh, like yes. the, it was, but it was like clearly a doll. And then yes. like children came on to say, "No, I was just like what?" Children? I was, I was shook. See, I would have been crying, so, like, laughing after that. Because before that, that mm-hmm. was like my last. Like I can't do. I can't even sit. Because <laughs> you know, usually I, I used to be in a place where I could be like, okay, well, let's see what they got. It's, I'm a little anxious, mm-hmm. but let's see what you got. Now I have to get up and go. I'm going to the oh restaurant. Oh my god! So that's that. That's why, because you got traumatized from that horrible. Ex- that was horrible. That shit serious. triggered the hell out of me. I would have laughed super baby. hard in in out loud. I yeah, guess. I wouldn't have been able to hold it together. So could you imagine if this guy that asked me <laughs> would I do this during CIAA when oh, when there's Lord. big artists here Listen. and you think you're gonna open up for yeah, one of them and no you. one has heard? We say. No. And no. then you were going to put my name I was like, you going to attach me to that? No, no, no. No, you like, no, no. no. I'd be like one of them, you know the gifts where people like just disappear on the gifts? <laughs> Literally. Like, just two mm-mm. fingers. I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, well, her, I, mm-mm. I just, mm-mm. I disappeared. I can't do it. So yeah. Unreal. That, so yeah, whoever you are, sir, that's not a thing. No. I need you to go through SoundCloud like a decent human being. Thank mm. you. <laughs> Get you a playlist and start emailing and it, it irks, out. It irks me so bad because he didn't even ask. He was like, well, while you're out. So, so oh, you're wow. telling me what I'm so going to do with my manager. time. You're yeah. manager is what he's You're telling me with my time. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, that's not a thing. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-mm. And I think I have an idea for Tasia. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> um. All right. So um. We are. I think we're wrapping up. Yeah. yeah. We're good. Um. Do we have a quote and some resources? Okay. All right. So we've got our resources for today. All right, you guys. So I have two resources for everyone. I have the actual National Domestic Violence Hotline number, and that is 1-800-799-7233 or 1-800-799-SAFE. And for our actual local listeners here in Charlotte, Safe Alliance, which is located in um, Mecklenburg, and they serve Mecklenburg and Lake Norman area. Their domestic violence crisis line is 704-332-2513, 704-332-2513, and we will also attach the links to the description box below. And I have our quote today, and um, thanks to Kaylee, she found it for me. Um, Understand this, anyone who hurts you can be replaced, and there is no love in the arms of a person who decides to mistreat you. Destroying your peace of mind, losing those who hurt you isn't a loss. And that's by R.H. Sin, or Sign. All right. Well, Kaylee, thank you for well joining us. Story. Um, yes. Where can we find out about your awesome business and all of those things? So right now I'm still in the works. I'm picky. My graphic <laughs> designs, I've been changing like six or seven times. And I know <laughs> my graphic designer is getting irritated. But right now you can find me on Instagram. It's Kaylee Terry, K-A-Y-L-E-T-E-R-R-Y. And soon, hopefully within the next month, I'll have the website in my bio so you can mm-hmm. just click there and then you can see my portfolio so and right now honestly i'm just if you have anything that you want done to your space i'm doing it for free to build my portfolio oh wow so you give me a budget i'll work with that budget and then i'll help you with your space oh she makes me want to like clean up and throw things out <laughs> so i can have her over <laughs> All right. Um, so follow us, like, subscribe, share, write yes, reviews, write reviews on all, the all things. day. Yes. Follow us at Hats Off Podcast CLT on Instagram, and then Hats Off Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Follow our personal pages. My Instagram is easy.ecm. That's E A Z Y period E C M. 
I'm Courtney Leak LCSW on Instagram and Facebook, and then Courtney LCSW on Twitter. We are up for bookings, y'all. Our media yes. kit will be in the link for every episode, so go ahead, click, and go ahead and book us out. We always will turn your event out, y'all. Yep, yep. We did it on Friday. We can do it again. That part. <laughs> um, make sure that you, you know, write reviews and like and subscribe and send us questions. Questions of the day, yes. Please send us questions of the day at hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. All right. And so until next time, be you. Be true. Hats, hats off. off. Hats Off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Lee. And I'm Carter.